0: Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Kahn. We build
1: a psychological proximity or a psychological nearness with people simply by virtue of
0: seeing them on our screens. Today on episode 523 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the chief evangelist of BombBomb, Ethan Butte. I'm going to ask Ethan how to build trust, rapport, relationship, and integrity in a digital world and much more. You can find out more about Ethan along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Right now, digital marketing is more important than ever to keep your business strong. Your clients need to know you are there to help them deal with their challenges our friends at SiteHub have many resources to help your audience stay aware of how you can help them. Contact SiteHub today at yoursitehub.com. That's yoursitehub.com. Now let's welcome Ethan Butte. Ethan is the chief evangelist at BombBomb, co-author of Rehumanize Your Business, and host of the Customer Experience Podcast. He has collected and told personal video success stories in hundreds of blog posts, dozens of webinars, and stage presentations, and in countless conversations. Prior to joining BombBomb, Ethan spent a dozen years leading marketing teams inside local television stations in Chicago, Grand Rapids, and Colorado Springs. He holds undergraduate and graduate degrees from the University of Michigan and UCCS in communication, psychology, and marketing. Ethan now lives in Colorado Springs with his wife and son. Ethan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, David. really appreciate the opportunity and the conversation.
0: My pleasure. So, Ethan, in your book, Rehumanize Your Business, you note the history of humans speaking versus writing. And how does that history help us understand why video is so important, particularly now that the technology makes it so easy to use?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, a great place to start. It's, you know, we're still ancient creatures. Our brains are ancient. Uh, They've adapted over millennia. And I think restricting ourselves and our most important and valuable messages to Faceless digital communication misses out on this deep history we have of eye contact, human connection, nonverbal communication, and all of these other things. And so, you know, I offered that out in the early stages of the book. You know, when we're still in kind of the why—why why does this style of simple, personal, casual, conversational videos matter? And uh, and what I walked out, I found a wide range of estimates of that number. By the way, so when you think about the logistics of figuring out how long humans have looked each other in the eye and spoken to one another you can imagine the challenges right so it's not a fossil record issue you, you know the musculature all just goes away and so you know it's a difficult number to capture but i saw estimates as low as 50,000 and estimates as high as 2 million so i went on the conservative end and said 150,000 years uh, again millennia upon millennia upon millennia of of tightening our skills and being able to read and write emotions and meaning to our faces and our bodies as we're communicating to one another. And so we all do it instinctively. Human facial expression of emotion is universal and innate. We all do it the same way across time, across cultures, uh, across languages, and we all do it naturally from birth. And so I offered all that to say, you know, if you have an important message to send someone, would you be better off communicating that message and getting the result that you desire by typing out a four-paragraph email or by recording a 65-second video uh, that includes your face and voice and personality and eye contact and enthusiasm and sincerity and gratitude and expertise and all those nuances that are lost when we go to written language. And on the other end of that, by the way, last thing here, We've been only capturing phonetic sounds in, in our writing for about 5,000 years, taking sounds that we speak and writing them down. We've been doing that for about 5,000 years, but most of the human population was illiterate until around 500 years ago, literacy started taking off. Even in the Western world, the majority of folks were, uh, were uh, illiterate. Uh, as recently as 500 years ago. And so, you know, you're talking about 500 years of history versus a millennia of human brain training when we start talking about communicating face-to-face again in these digital channels that we rely on every day.
0: Oh, yeah, there's definitely a huge difference. And, Ethan, what caused you to start to focus on this?
1: The book in general or on the style of video?
0: This whole idea of using video to communicate versus particularly written text-based digital communication.
1: Great. Yeah. So the two co-founders of BombBomb, I I knew both of them personally. As soon as I moved to Colorado Springs, I met them pretty quickly. And Connor, one of our two co-founders was selling billboards for Lamar advertising. He's selling like, you know, outdoor advertising. And he knew that When people bought billboards with him, they weren't just buying the ad space. They knew that they were buying him And of course, his strategy and some of the things that he brings to the deal that maybe another salesperson wouldn't. But they were also buying who he was, you know, the way he made them feel about themselves, about him, about the opportunity, et cetera. And so, you know, as a lot of young salespeople, he inherited a list of clients on the way in the door that was just enough to keep the lights on and some food on the table and uh, and grew up pretty quickly. Uh, He was very adept at the sales process and very good at using billboards to help grow people's businesses. And so he grew his list to a point where, He couldn't stay in front of people as often as he wanted to. And so his clients were just around the Pikes Peak region, maybe like end-to-end, a two-hour drive from the most distant to the other most distant, you know, opposite ends of the market, let's say. So it's all doable to get face-to-face with people, but it's difficult to do at scale. And so he thought back in 2006... Uh, what if I could just record a video and send it to somebody for a birthday or a meeting invite or a meeting follow-up or a contract renewal or a board rotation or any of these other things that were happening? He thought it'd be nice to do it in a little more personal and human way. And of course that didn't exist at the time. So they started building the software. We went to market around 2011 and my involvement came uh, around 2009. I started doing project work with them uh, just because I was bored with television and interested in what they were doing. So I've been involved in it for about a decade now. And it's just been really fascinating. I knew out of the gate that this was a more effective and more satisfying way for people to communicate throughout their day and throughout their weeks. I didn't exactly know why. And so, you know, I just started getting into the, you know, in addition to talking to customers about why it works, you know, doing some of this other side research at the same time. And a lot of it rolled up into the book.
0: Yeah, fascinating. Yes, so what you're describing is a a co-founder who saw a need, started filling the need for himself and then saw an opportunity in in the marketplace to actually provide that solution to other people.
1: Right, because we're all in relationship businesses for the most part. I mean, there are a number of businesses now where we don't want a person in the process. You know, I think when I work with Amazon, I've been using Amazon for, I don't know, let's just say, eight years or 10 years, I've maybe had two phone conversations and it was really just a delivery issue that wasn't even their fault. It was our local post office's fault. But, you know, I I don't really need a person in that process. But when we think about our lives and our businesses and all the different people that we need, a lot of those people are playing important roles in our relationships with brands and products and services and businesses. And so, You know, immediately uh, we found a product market fit in real estate. And when you think about real estate, you think, yeah, you know, some people are going it alone, but the vast majority of people are leaving, you know, a lot of the detail to a professional who's highly trained and accomplished in the space to manage this kind of relatively complex and emotionally laden Process. And so, same thing with mortgage, automotive, financial advisory, consulting, coaching. And now we're moving up into a lot bigger teams, customer service teams, customer success teams, sales teams for products that in services and buying cycles that still benefit from having a human involved. And so, you know, if you are a human in a customer life cycle, end to end, you know, from being, from communicating with potential customers through having a, you know, a 10-year customer who has given you 55 referrals and has expanded their purchasing with you, right? Like the best case outcome for a customer, you know, is that they, you know, get in this positive growth loop and continue to work with you. If you're touching uh, a customer or an account somewhere across that entire life cycle, which is something that most of us are doing in some form or another, we are adding cost and in some cases, complexity to that process. So if we are not adding our value in excess of what our actual cost is in the process, there's a good chance that we're going to become automated out of it, Uh, and appropriately so, right? And so- where we are still in that process, we need to make sure that we're using our very best asset, which is who we are. If we are going to be in the process, we need to add unique human value, things like empathy and curiosity and support and guidance and education and comfort and confidence and trust and all of these things that, uh, that we do really well, human to human, uh, we need to make sure we're doing that. And so that's why video from basically every seat in the organization makes sense. And we could talk through some of those use cases if you want to, but, uh, you know, I'm just drawing out this idea that if you are a human in the process, you need to be as
0: human as possible. And video helps you. Yeah, I'd actually love to talk about some of those cases. And as you're describing the importance of being able to express emotions through some kind of face-to-face interaction, even if it's face-to-face, a face-to-face digital interaction, what strikes me is what I've been experiencing, which is the trend for companies to try to take the human interaction out of the equation and replace human interaction with automated systems, with um, artificial intelligence bots, particularly when it comes to support and service, that personally drive me crazy. It's like nothing drives me crazier than when I have to send, if a company is only providing support by email or chat, um, which I'm finding is more and more the case, that I have to send multiple messages back and forth before I even get a response that indicates to me that the respondent, whether it's human or not human, actually understands my problem. And then multiple communications back and forth before they can actually provide a solution that works. Whereas even if it's not video, even a a phone call could probably solve the problem in five minutes or less.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I I just reread a an excellent book called The Effortless Experience. It's really about customer service and customer support. And it's based on research with 97,000 consumers and uh, and leaders inside organizations that serve those customers. And you touched on two things, one of them very directly and the other one indirectly, two of like the top four or five things that annoy and frustrate customers the most and send them away to competitors. The indirect one is being made to feel like a number. You, you know, as you're as you're unable to reach a human being over the phone and you're stuck like trying to be understood here, you know, you're being made to feel like a number because you intuitively know whether or not your mind puts it together logically and you think it consciously. You know that the reason it's so difficult is that you are an expense to them, you're a number to them. And they're trying to manage you as effectively as possible. The thing that you did say that's very, very explicitly st- stated in the just in the opening chapter of the effortless experience is this kind of multiple touches to resolve one simple issue. Like the issue is not that complex. And yet it takes you two or three or four touches and a bunch of your own homework to get to the answer. You know, obviously, as customers, when we want an effortless experience or frictionless is more common, uh, popular language right now in business culture is removing friction and where is the friction and getting frictionless. A frictionless experience is is a one-touch resolution, right? Or better yet, that the problem is identified before you even reach out proactively. And so there is definitely a place for legitimate, automation and artificial intelligence, I think a lot of what's passing is AI and what's being sold and positioned as AI right now is, is really um, just Good automation, although artificial intelligence does provide a great deal of promise. And its best promise, the most hopeful language around AI right now, is that it be leveraged to put humans in their best position to win. And so when you do finally get in contact with a customer service agent, A, it was not very much work on your part. And B, that human agent on the other side has all of your information and context and everything in front of you. So you don't have to provide your your information again, like that's another thing that's really frustrating is, you know, answering the same question two or three times. Like, you know, finally I'm in my mid 40s. So I, I figured, gosh, it's been about four or five years since I've had a physical. I'll go to the doctor's office. I know that even though they have a deep file on me, I've been going to the same doctor for like 14 years now. Not very often, of course, because it's been years since I've been there. But I know I'm going to have to go there. I'm going to fill out that same form again, and it's not just the form that says has any of this medical situation changed, but it's like it's my name, it's my address, it's my phone number, it's my email. It's like it's just so ludicrous that we're re-entering the same information over and over again. And so this idea of uh, predictive and even prescriptive. Uh, use of your customer data to help the human on the other side, help you more quickly and more effectively. And it, it just gets straight to the problem, I think, is, is the best promise of this blend of humans and machines.
0: Absolutely. So, Ethan, let's talk about how to put humans in their best position to win, particularly when it comes to using video versus text digital communication. Maybe you can run through some simple strategies that people may not have thought about that we can start to employ in our in our business that can have a dramatic impact.
1: Sure, I, I think it's really funny. I uh, a friend of mine, a guy that I went to high school with and as well was on the high school swim team with. I haven't seen him in years. Uh, ended up picking up Rehumanize your business. He's a dentist, and he reached out to me and he he gave me a list of like twelve potential use cases. Like, man. You already see the vision for this thing it's awesome and so uh, I guess I would start this this part of the conversation with this idea as you are listening to this podcast episode uh, to be clear, I'm talking about simple personal videos simple webcam videos sitting at your desk or standing at your desk like I do or with your smartphone safely parked in your car between meetings or never record videos and drive by the way it's dangerous and stupid. So I'm talking about casual unscripted videos in place of, you know, that one or two or three or four paragraph email you really don't want to type out and it's not going to be as effective as if you just look someone in the eye and said the same message. And so when you start thinking about all the times you've already clicked send today, you know, we click the send button multiple times every single day. And these are, you know, some of them are just quick one-off messages and they don't require considering, should I put a video in this? Like, yeah, I'm still good at four o'clock today. That's an easy message to type out. But a customer inquiry or a new lead, uh, whether it's referred to you by someone else or whether it's through a form fill on your website, uh, following up after a meeting to recap the most salient points, presenting a contract or a proposal where you're only dealing with one or two decision makers, but you know that there might be two or three more on the other side of the account. When you send a video to do that job, now you're not relying on your internal champion or your initial decision maker, whoever had that meeting to present you and the case on their own to take your own words and the experience you created and to translate that into other people you're giving them a piece of information where you control the emotion you control the message you are building trust and rapport and relationship and you're giving them something easy that they can forward to other people where again you get to leverage your best asset which is who you are trust rapport relationship uh integrity all of these things that we want with our with our clients and our future clients, um, video is going to deliver that better. So I would challenge folks. And then, of course, it continues as you onboard people into your product or service, as you make sure that they're getting the result that they paid for, as you're making sure that they are pleased and delighted that they know you've delivered your full value so that they renew their contract or expand their purchasing or send you referrals or write you a positive online review and all these other things that we want from satisfied customers. Across that life cycle, you have a lot of opportunities opportunities where you're clicking send right now, or you have a piece of automation in place, and that's okay too. Not every single video has to be truly personal. You can record a video once and put it in place and it can go out over and over and over again. Onboarding is a great place uh, where that happens or any customer transition point. For example, at BombBomb, we have a two week free trial. And so as people are transitioning out of the trial and into becoming a customer, we have some videos that we recorded once based on what we know about you and the nature of your trial and the nature of your subscription. And and those videos go out over and over and we periodically update them, but people find it very helpful and they feel a little bit warmer toward us in addition to being better informed about, you know, how best to proceed. And so, If you're listening to this and you think this sounds interesting, yes, I am better in person. Yes, it would be beneficial if I got face-to-face. Think about all the times you're clicking send, and I think you'll start to see places where you can build a little bit more personal connection, especially before you've ever met somebody. We build a psychological proximity or a psychological nearness with people simply by virtue of seeing them on our screens. It's the reason we feel attached to television and movie people, even though intellectually we know that they're just, you know, people. people recorded uh, and and available to us on a screen, but we still have the psychological proximity to them. Um, This ability to manage, you already referenced it, emotion and tone to like double down on the positive or to manage the negative, right? If you have bad news or you need to make an apology, video is a great way to do that because your sincerity can't be faked when you send it in a video and it can't be misread. It's another thing that happens all the time. The emotional tone of our emails is misread over and over and over again and people are confused. And so you put in that emoticon to try to make it straight. And all it does is further confuse people. And they think you're being passive aggressive instead of friendly, maybe. And then, of course, detail or complexity and this ability to kind of break things down and make it easier for people to understand than you could possibly describe through, you know, a wall of text and maybe some links to some other articles to answer their question. This idea of showing your screen with yourself on it. We have a screen recorder um, or just explaining something in layperson's terms is very helpful for managing detail and complexity. So there's just a few ways to think about it.
0: Ethan, what's a good story of somebody who has started to use video in replace of text-based email and um, has come out with a different kind of result?
1: Uh, Well, we hear all kinds of results in all kinds of spaces. I think the people that are winning the best are people that are running a relationship-oriented business where trust early uh, and staying in touch over time are very, very useful. I think those are characteristics. I mean, we are hearing success stories out of larger sales teams that are using it for prospecting, but there's no magic bullet there. I mean, you still need to have the right message for the right person. Video just accelerates the relationship building aspect of it. We are hearing great quantified success stories and customer support and customer success teams with both personal videos to, you know, follow up with, you know, in your case, David, where you were frustrated with that company, wouldn't it be nice to get a follow-up from a human that's truly personal, that uh, that apologizes for the situation, restates the best way forward, and maybe gives you a proactive step to avoid the problem in the future, in addition to evergreen videos for the most frequently asked questions. But the the person who comes to mind because of the way you ask the question, the person who comes to mind is the general. gentleman. I write about in the first chapter of the book. And he's a longtime friend of mine now, uh, started as a a customer of ours. And, you know, I I won't tell the story of the first time we ever met in person, but I felt like I knew him before we met and he felt the same way. Uh, His name is Andy Alger. He's a real estate agent in uh, like a lake community out kind of near Flint, Michigan. And, you know, he has a database of three or 400 people and he does Uh, 90% or 95% of his business repeat and referral. And so he used to do his prospecting or staying in touch with his past clients, he used to do it all by phone. And then at a certain point, you know, we stopped answering our phones as often as we would otherwise. And you know, he felt like he was interrupting people when he did get them, right? Or, you know, they're they're at the grocery store, they're dropping their kid off at school or they're in a meeting and all these other things. He's all of a sudden felt like his phone calls were an imposition. And he realized that if he could just, and this is the same founding story with Connor, our CEO, and one of our co-founders, if he could just sit at his desk and time block 15 minutes to reach out to five or six people a day just to check in, say hi, add a little personal note, but one-to-one through a simple personal video that he could stay in touch with stay in front of, stay top of mind with the people who mattered most to his business, but it was asynchronous. He could record them all between seven and 7.30 in the morning, let's say, and each person would open it up and experience him in person when it's convenient for them. And so he said, this makes what I do fun again. I get great replies and responses. And he, like most people, he identified one way to use it did that regularly. And then all of a sudden the whole world opened up. And so he's got 50 different ways that he uses simple personal videos now. Uh, But it started with just a simple idea of, I want to stay in touch with people. I don't want to annoy them with phone calls. I'm going to do it asynchronously with video email. It's going to be even more personal and go from there. And so that's the first story that came to mind. Sounds
0: great. Well, Ethan, if someone wants to go deeper with uh, anything that you shared today or learn more or access any resources you have, including your book, where would they go?
1: Um, Thank you for asking. Again, my name is Ethan Butte. Last name is spelled B-E-U-T-E. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to take your connection request, especially if you add a note, uh, which is something I wish more people did more often. It just makes it a little warmer and and an easier way to say yes. Uh, I also welcome direct communication. My email address is Ethan, E-T-H-A-N, at bombbomb.com. That's the word bomb twice, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B.com. You can learn more about BombBomb and about the book at bombbomb.com or bomb com forward slash book.
0: Sounds great. Ethan, do you have a free gift for our audience?
1: Uh, Sure. I mean, again, uh, if you like anything that you heard, visit bombbomb.com. Two weeks, absolutely free, no credit card information required. Think of a handful of people and just reach out with a simple video. Think about what you're seeing in your social media feeds uh, and use that as reasons to reach out to people, but do it in this more personal way. And I I guarantee that if you start a two-week free trial and send five or 10 of those videos, you're going to get a couple replies that let you know that this is a different
0: and better way to communicate. Um, That's for sure. And I can tell you, having tried it, it's totally true. Ethan, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau and share your insights. My guest today has been the chief evangelist of BombBomb, Ethan Butte. Thank you again, Ethan, for joining us. Thank you. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today we learned how to build trust, rapport, relationship, and integrity in a digital world and much more. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. And remember when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.